In a world where people are famous for doing nothing, we're here to discover the ordinary individuals who take giant leaps to do something extraordinary. Welcome to Moving Forward. Hello everyone, this is John Lynn with Moving Forward, and thank you for joining us today as we celebrate Moving Forward's one-year birthday with a very special episode and a very special guest, Dr. Danielle Spencer-David. Many of you may remember Danielle from the smash hit television series, What's Happening, and its reunion show, What's Happening Now, where she portrayed the bratty little sister, Dee Thomas. But there is so much more to Danielle. In addition to being a talented film and television actress, Danielle is a veterinarian and author of the book, Through the Fire, Journal of Child Star, and I would add to that list, Survivor. Welcome, Danielle. How are you today? It is so great to have you on the show. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Oh, it is a pleasure and an honor. So, Danielle, let's go ahead and get started. I am so excited to share your story with our listeners. So, tell us about yourself and share a little of your journey with our listeners. Gosh, um, well, been through several events. You know, I turned 50 this year, so it was kind of a year of reflection for me. But um, as you mentioned, I, I was an actress um, when I since I was, gosh, probably around six or seven years old. And I did get the part of what's happening, did that for about three years and then went to school. And then, of course, they brought what's happening now, which was awesome because I was in college at the time. And I did that show. Um, however, the good thing was I was able to still achieve my childhood dream of becoming a veterinarian, as you mentioned, and this would actually be my 22nd year of practicing wow. veterinary medicine. However, I have been practicing. Thanks. Yeah. So unfortunately, I have not practiced, though, for about two years because um, I was recently diagnosed with breast cancer Mm. last year. And now the good news is I'm cancer-free, so I'm really happy about that. Congratulations. Yeah. So that is awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Danielle. Oh, sure. As someone who has done so much and who does so much, how do you get inspired each morning to conquer the day? Yeah, every morning. Well, certainly I believe since I am an animal lover, I would say my animals are the first thing that inspires me to get out of bed. (laughs) And once, you know, I start moving, happy thoughts start coming into my brain and I start uh, my meditation. Usually I do my meditation before Mm. I go to sleep, though. And exercising really helps me, you know, starts pumping all the adrenaline and the endorphins are going and they really help me to, um, you know, to feel a lot better. Um, You know, I have periods, of course, um, with the conditions that I have where I am feeling down and maybe a little sorry for myself. And what I do is I listen to gospel music and that will get me out of my funk every single time. That's great. That's awesome. Well, Danielle, uh, share a little bit about uh, your animals, your pets who get you up in the morning. So how many do you have and what kind and what are their names? Okay, I have three dogs and one cat. So my cat is just, you know, like an orange kitty. She's, uh, gosh, 13 years old. Mm. I have a dog, Boney, who is 12, and he's a Cocker Spaniel. Then I have um, Mac Daddy, and he's uh, seven years old. He's a Shih Tzu. And then I have Farah, who is 
uh, five, and she's a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. So she's, you know, my, oh, actually, my cat is a female also. So I have a balance, you know, two females, two males. And I like to trade it off. I usually have four at a time, you know, whatever the balance. I could have three dogs, one cat, or two (laughs) cats, two dogs. Sounds like you got your hands full, but it sounds like they bring you a lot of joy to start your day. Yes, they're like, you know, my children, since I don't, you know, have kids. They actually are my furry kids. Absolutely. Well, Danielle, as you know, part of life and the career journey is facing setbacks and failures. So I was wondering if you could share with our listeners a time when you failed and share a lesson you learned about when it's the right time to pivot or shift course. Yeah, I believe what happened with me right around when I was in high school, at that time, I still did want to act, of course, but this was back in like the 80s. And there weren't a lot of parts actually for, well, one for African Americans, but there just weren't a lot of parts out there. Mm. So I, I did audition quite a bit, and I didn't get any roles. So it was a confusing time for me because I'd just come off of a hit show and I couldn't understand, you know, why I couldn't get any parts. And that was definitely a a depressing time for me. And I just decided at that time that I was just going to pursue my dream of, you know, becoming a vet. So I had to, you know, get my grades straight so that I can go to college. And actually it worked in my favor. And I, I figured that that was the actual path that I was to take. So it ended up working out. Oh, I love that. And just a couple of things that really just uh, I admire is that you face this huge career setback when you were very young in high school. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very rare to have such a such a career to be on a hit television show and to have all the accolades and all the, you know, the fanfare that goes with that, but then to be able to shift course because as you well know, there's so many child actors who are not able to make that transition as right. they they get older and maybe the, the roles aren't there. So the fact that you had a I love that you had this dream in the back of your mind that you held on to and that you were able to really pivot and just shift course and then realize this is my true passion and this is my true course and this is where I need to put my focus. Exactly, exactly. Because I really never thought I was going to be a huge actress. I simply went to acting school to have something to do. Mm. I actually wanted to become a vet the whole time. Since I was, yeah, like really young. So you didn't start out wanting to be an actress as a child. Was that it just sort of accidentally fell into your lap, it sounds like? Yes, somewhat. My stepfather was an actor and he'd done several films at the time and I would go with him on auditions. He did accompany me on the audition for what's happening. But in my brain at that time, because, you know, we have to think it was a completely different time than it is now Mm -hmm. where, you know, even children are really familiar about auditioning and acting and all of this. I had nothing to base, you know, my experience on. So I just figured, oh, you know, I'm just going out for this part. You know, I didn't really understand it. And then once it was explained to me, I didn't even get the part actually the first time around. Oh, really? Um, The producers actually ended up going with a young lady who was already in California. And they called me about a month later and told me that I 
got the part. So she actually didn't work out with the pilot. So that was an awesome thing. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. What a life changing experience. Exactly. Exactly. We moved every, you know, my whole family from New York, including my dog at the time. And we were just uprooted and we remained in California actually until a couple of years ago. Oh, that's wow. What a, what a, fantastic story thank you so much for sharing that i did not know that about you i i grew up on the show i was a, i'm a big fan and uh but i didn't know the backstory of how you you ended up with the role of d so that's really really interesting to hear yeah it's it's so weird and i've even met the girl who got the part of oh the really story. oh wow talk about awkward yeah but she was just very graceful very nice and you know she ended up i think she's she's a mother you know, she followed her passion, mm-hmm. which was art and painting. So it ended up working out. Oh, that's so interesting. So two young actresses who are up for the same part, and both of you had very, very different lives in your youth, but you both ended up pursuing different passions. And I think that's really inspirational. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to have, you know, something in life that you're passionate about. And, and I know for a lot of people, you know, even adults, it's, you know, identifying what that passion is. And for me, my mom told me, she said, if you can imagine something that you would do for free, if you had to, or something that makes you like cry at night because you, Mm. you can't do it. So it it would be something to that effect. And the only thing I could think of was animals because, you know, I'm a serious animal advocate. I mean, you know, I cry all the time with these commercials and I always want to do my best for them. So that's how I knew what my passion was. Oh, absolutely. And I love that knowledge burst that you just shared, the litmus test for finding your passion. It's it, it's something that you would do even if you didn't get paid for it. Right. And it's, or it's the thing that you would cry at night. I love that image mm-hmm. that you would cry at night if you couldn't do it. And right. I right. think that's really important. And I have worked for free many times as a veterinarian. I mean, I, you know, interned at the zoo one time and, you know, just getting experience is, is the good thing. And I think a lot of the youngsters these days don't understand how valuable experience is, even if you're not getting paid. Absolutely. It can make all the difference in the world. Yeah. And and I've heard this from a number of guests that if you want to pursue your passion, sometimes you have to start by volunteering your time and yes. learning from someone who's already established and getting a mentor. The power of having a mentor is so important. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what? It's funny you mention that because that was the other thing. Once I um, decided to go to vet school, I was at UC Davis and that was where I was going to go to vet school. And then I met a veterinarian that I worked for during the summer and she changed my life as well Mm. because I wanted to be exactly like her. And she had two animal hospitals. Both she and her husband were graduates of Tuskegee in Alabama. And I decided that's where I was going to go. So, you know, they changed my life as well. I ended up in Alabama of all places, you know, going to vet school. And you, you need a mentor. You're so, so right. Absolutely. And I love your trajectory from New York to California to Alabama. I mean, your your passions just, just took you yeah. all over the country. Just jumping all over the place. And I think I'm somewhat fearless in that aspect. I, I don't really think of what if I fail. Mm. I, I, I don't remember a time thinking that. I just do it. And if I happen to fail, oh, well, you know, I might feel bad, but I don't go into it thinking, what if I fail? Yeah, because absolutely. I think that would set me back. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think to in order to start out as a in any industry, you really do have to have a thick skin, and especially as uh, having a background as an actress, there's mm-hmm. so much rejection. There's so much you're always interviewing for your next job. So I think that really does develop that resiliency, and you have to be fearless. Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah, and you're so right about having a thick skin because you know these people they can eat you up. I mean, literally mm. speaking, if, you know, you're, sometimes it's okay to be timid, but you can't take things personally. I mean, you have to have a strong constitution yourself and, you know, know that you're wonderfully made, that you can accomplish anything and you, you, no one's opinion should really matter to you, especially if they're not important to you. Yeah, absolutely. Moving forward, listeners, have that resiliency and be fearless. Try things and don't let any setbacks or failures hold you from pursuing what it is you're passionate about. Exactly. Exactly. And the list is so long of, you know, what we can do. I almost wish there were a hundred lifetimes that we can have because, Mm. you know, every day I can think of something new that I would like to do. And you know what? I actually think that I became more adventurous after I had my spinal cord surgery. That was back in 2004. And since then, you know, I have been uh, disabled. You know, I walk with crutches. And I think that even made me a little bit more fearless because Mm. I just said, you know what, I've been to hell and back. You know, at this point, I want to try anything. Absolutely. So sometimes setbacks... Uh, can actually make us more adventurous. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that perspective because it's true. If we had a hundred lifetimes, but we got to count on just having this one and making the yep, most of that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Well, Danielle, we're going to move into what I call the knowledge burst session, and this is where our guests share three game-changing resources and tips that our listeners can start using today to move forward. So, Danielle, I'd like you to pick one, and this this might be tough because you've done so many things, but share with our listeners a particular movie, book, song, and I'm going to add to this cultural experience that inspired you to move forward. And I can only pick one. Huh? Yeah. You can All pick right. more if you want, actually. I'm going to, well, because was, it's it's such a yeah. joy to have you on the show. If you want to go ahead and pick a couple, feel free to do so. Thank you. Well, I, I would say that there, there were two. I thought of songs that actually inspire me. And again, you know, listening to gospel. And there are two in particular that I listen to, or I, I actually listened to when I was, you know, at that crossroads and it's um kirk franklin he has a song called imagine me Mm. and it you know it consists of basically seeing yourself as whatever it is you want to be and once you do that you start acting as if you are that type of person because again you're wonderfully perfectly made and then the second thing would be when i was gosh about 10 years old i lived in africa for almost a year in the Ivory Coast, that changed my whole perspective as well. Because, you know, first I was with people who spoke in completely different language, and they were so welcoming to me, as opposed to, you know, kind of the fakeness that I had, had, you know, Mm -hmm. being in California and actually being an actress. I mean, they didn't know who I was. And they were just so welcoming and so helpful. And they just basically accepted my family and took care of us that entire nine months. It was just 
a wonderful experience. That's awesome. I'm glad you shared both with our listeners today. Those are both phenomenal. So, Sorry. No, I, just, I, I love it. No, I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. And a lot of our guests really just, they want to share so many of them. So I, I you've obviously had some great influences and inspirations in your life and it, it clearly shows. So, oh yeah. Well, I, Danielle, I share a daily practice or habit for prioritizing and managing your time. <laughs> Well, that's funny because my husband would probably laugh because, you know, I, I wouldn't say that after I do my meditation, I don't have the greatest time management. However, hmm. I always will at least give myself about an hour and a half before I have to do any type of um you know, anything. If I have an appointment just to kind of focus on what it is that I'm going to get out of the appointment, even if it's like a doctor's appointment, just getting my questions down. So really spending like an hour and a half or so focusing on the task at hand. And I would even do that when I was working, you know, as a veterinarian, I would, you know, take about an hour and a half before I got to work just to focus on the task that I was dealing with so that I can get into that space, you know, because if I just get in there willy nilly, you know, I'll make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. So focus time. I think that's really, really crucial. Mm-hmm. And Danielle, share with our listeners if you have a favorite app, website, or I'm going to add to this productivity hack that was a game changer for you. You know, the only thing I could think of, and it probably I know everyone has this, is just the Kindle. Mm, I love it. <laughs> because, I love the Kindle. Yeah, because I love to read books. Like, love, love, love them. And the fact that, you know, since I walk with crutches, I can't carry a lot of books, you know, even in my book bag. So the fact now that I can have thousands of books on my Kindle, I mean, that just makes me so happy even just talking about it because I love to read books. And I could just at any time just pop it open. I think I have six books that I'm reading now at the same time. (laughs) So that, I think, was a game changer for me. Awesome. I, I'm a big fan as well. So that, that brought a big smile to my face. Oh, good, good. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Danielle, what is the one thing that Moving Forward listeners can start doing today to bring them closer to their career or life's passion? Gosh, thinking of today. Well, you know, what I did is I I made a list. And this was because I'm, you know, trying to enter some other realms at this time. So I started making a list of just my likes. Mm. So just out of the blue, all of my likes. And then I wrote down um, my dislikes on the other side. So any of my likes, what I would just do is just Google them and get as much information about them as I could, you know, just fill my head with all of this information and then decide at that point, if I still really want to do it, you know, because it might be something that's really overwhelming. But I would say, you know, having that list and just writing down all of your likes and then your dislikes, and then just Google them. I mean, it's amazing now that we can look up any information on anything 
at any time and just, you know, feel almost like a professional. Absolutely. Because we have all of this information just right at our fingertips. Absolutely. I love that practice, by the way. And it's one that that I follow as well as make a list. And I tell people this, if you're stuck and you can't figure out what you want to do or how to shift course, just start by writing things down. Uh, And Mm -hmm. I love that. The list of likes and dislikes. It's as simple as that. It's simple. Yeah. 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 And it puts it in front of you too. So that, you know, because it's one thing to just have it in your brain, you know, and just it's mulling around with all these other things in your head. And the other thing that I I have not done actually in a while is um, making like a a goal board, Mm. you know, well, I know that people call it something else, but um, you mean like a vision board, you like a vision board. And I just put pictures up of whatever it is that I want to do. I had pictures up of a veterinarian, you know, when I made my vision board at that time. And I, I haven't made my vision board for the other areas that I want to get into just because I've been, you know, dealing with the cancer. But a vision board helps also to make it almost more realistic. Yeah. Because I think if it's stuck in your head, maybe sometimes it doesn't seem like it's real. But if you can see it in front of you and pictures of it, I think it's a good reminder every day of what work you have to do. Absolutely. And I love that. And I think there's something about the act of writing it down or putting Mm -hmm. it on a board that really does start bringing it just from a a wish or an aspiration and it starts to make it more actual. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Danielle, what is next for you? Well, I have quite a few things in 2016, and we'll be starting off with my appearance on the show The Doctors, and that's where um, it's documented my surgery, my mastectomy, and everything I went through um, after my cancer diagnosis. And then on a happier note, I have my doll line as well as my candle line coming out hopefully sometime in the spring. And then what I'm most excited about is um, President Obama, of course, was responsible for funding the African-American branch of the Smithsonian Institute. And that should be opening sometime later this year, and they'll be doing lots of dedications. And mine will be the youngest African-American female in the African branch of the Smithsonian Institute. So I'm really excited about that. And I also have a children's book that I'm working on. And I really don't have a time that I'll be done with that. But that's something I'm excited about as well. Oh, that's amazing. Congratulations on all of the different things that you have going on. And we'll have all of this posted on our website. And I'm sure our listeners will be very, very interested to continue following all of the great things you have coming up. Oh, good. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing that, Danielle. It's very, very exciting. And I wish you all the best with all of your endeavors. Thank you so much. Well, Danielle, how can our listeners connect with you and find out more about all of the different ventures that you're into right now? Well, certainly I'm on Facebook, um, Danielle Spencer. I also have another page called Danielle D. Spencer. Mm-hmm. Um And my husband actually made that site up. And I believe those are my locations at this time. That's great. Yeah. We'll have all of that posted on our website. Danielle. Oh, great. Thank you so much for being on the show. It's really been a real honor and and a privilege speaking with you today. Thank you. And the honor was mine, too. It was great talking to you. 
and listeners. For more information on Danielle and all of our extraordinary guests on Moving Forward, visit us at bemovingforward.com. That's bemovingforward.com. You can also find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. This is John Limuth Moving Forward, and thank you for joining us for this special episode as we celebrate Moving Forward's one-year birthday. And there are a lot more great episodes coming up. Join us next week, and have a great weekend. Now it's time for you to move forward and discover the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and BeMovingForward.com. All rights reserved.